Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Man, that's what it's all about, family. That's what Christmas is really about. Yeah, we're going to celebrate some presents and parties and food and everything, but it's about the story of amazing love, the light of the world given to us, the story of Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's give him one more hand clap of praise today. He's worthy. He's worthy. Welcome to Renew Church. Those of you in the room, I'm so glad you're here. Those of you that are online, welcome to Renew Church. Glad that you're here. Merry Christmas to each and every single one of you. Just let's pray together even as we start this service together. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for uh, this story of amazing love given for us. Thank you for what Jesus did in Bethlehem. Thank you for what he did at Calvary. God, we thank you for the gift of your son Jesus God we just ask that you would help us in these moments to be present to hear from you to, to to just experience what it is that you want us to hear and see and and feel in these moments beyond everything else that's going to come later in the day and tomorrow God that we would just be present in this place Lord you know what Christmas is for some people it's it's joyous it's it's wonderful but for others it's it's bringing mourning and sadness even as my my dear friend uh, lost his mother just this morning uh, and, and God, the, the moment of, 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 of sadness that comes with that, I just ask that you'd be near to him even now. God, and for others that have lost loved ones this year, God, every person that is, is, is celebrating but for the person that's mourning, God, I just ask that you would draw near to them in this time. God, we love you and we thank you for the gift of your son. We thank you for what Jesus did. And I pray that we would not get that... Uh, out of our mind that we would not let that become a distraction let, let anything else become a distraction from that God you know every need represented for those that are that are hurting today those that are struggling and wondering how they're going to be able even able to celebrate Christmas God draw near to them I pray that your your love and your peace your hope and your joy would begin to surround them even in this this time thank you God for all that you do for us thank you for your many blessings on our life May we not take them for granted in this season or in this day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, amen. amen, amen. Come on, let's give Jesus another hand clap of praise. I want to welcome you. Those of you that are in the room, I want to welcome you to Renew Church. Thank you so much for being here, for being a part. If you're a guest today, uh, maybe they caught you on your way in. If they didn't, I want to tell you again, fill out the connection card. It's right there in the seat rack in front of you. Give us some information and, and take a next step on the back to, to find out about uh, uh, baptism coming up in the new year or joining a small group in the new year, serving with the Renew crew. If you have a prayer request, any of that information, you can fill that out on this card and then drop it in one of the buckets on your way out or in the, the offering boxes that are, are on your way out in the foyer. We are glad that you're here. We're, we're, we hope that you feel welcome and that you feel family at Renew Church, and so we just uh, are, are here for you, uh, not only today, but in the, in, the, in the new year in 2024. I'm excited, I'm excited for the day, I'm excited for what God's going to do in this service, and I know some of y'all are excited for tonight and tomorrow morning, but I'm just excited that you're here, that you, you prioritized Jesus 
in Christmas, that you prioritize Christ in Christmas by being here. And so thank you for doing that. Thank you for being here for this. And um, we're, we're going to greet one another in just a moment. But before we do, we're going to uh, receive the, the tithes and offerings. And, and so the way in which we do that is just um, through, through three ways to do that, through our, our um, envelopes right there in the seat back in front of you. And you can put, put a check or, or cash in those envelopes and put them in the, in the little uh, buckets or the boxes on your way out. You can do that through our website at renew.miami forward slash give, or you can text the word give to 786-565-1165. You know, J.L. Kraft, he's the, the, the founder of Kraft. You know Kraft, macaroni and cheese and the cheese slices. He said, you know that, right? Uh, he, he said that the, the greatest investment, the, the, the greatest investment that he, he has ever made and the investment that, that continues to pay uh, the greatest dividends was the, that in which he gave to God. So this is this man that, that, that founded and, and created this great organization, but he said the greatest investment that he ever made beyond his, his business successes was what he gave to God because of the dividends that they continued to pay even probably beyond his life alive today, the legacy that he leaves. And so I just want to encourage you in that to be faithful uh, in this season, even as you give, that you would give to God through the, the giving of your tithes and, and uh, offerings and just trust him with that. I'm going to pray over the offering and then we're going to greet one another and then we're going to receive uh, the word together. God, I just pray for the offering. I thank you, God, for these that are, that are faithfully giving to you, trusting you with with uh, their tithes and offerings, God. I pray that you would bless them, that you would multiply what they give, God, to um, just have a greater impact on our community, God, as we fulfill the mission that you've called us to, to lead people to a renewed life in Christ here in, in our city, here in Miami, at our Homestead campus, God, even on, through our online campus, God, that just pray that you would continue to use us in great ways as we're the stewards of what you entrust us with. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said... Amen. Amen. So, hey, find somebody in the room, wish them a Merry Christmas, tell them you're glad they're here, and then find your seat. In the snow. I'm of a white Christmas. With every Christmas card I write, may your days be merry. Alright everybody, well good morning again and Merry Christmas to you and um, are you ready? Are you ready for Christmas? Everybody ready? Everybody excited? Yeah, you could be excited. Come on kids. Kids are excited. They're ready. They're ready for everything that's going to come with Christmas and, and uh, I know that it was my favorite day of the year. Uh, it, it was the day in which I got to celebrate and, and, and remember everything that, that uh, it was just a time with family and friends and, and um, it still is, but more so when I was a kid, when I was in third and fourth and fifth grade, maybe even 
three and four and five years old. These were times when, man, I, I just could not wait to be with all of my family and to see everybody and, and to open the presents. And as you get older, it, it changes a little bit, doesn't it? As you get older, you start thinking a little bit more about watching your kids open their presents and thinking about what that means to them as you, you reminisce. And so whatever Christmas means to you, I'm so glad, I'm super thankful that you took time to celebrate Christmas with us at Renew Church. Um, I, I want to also say, just, just as kind of a quick uh, pre-announcement, and I know that Rebecca's going to talk about it again, but next month, starting in January, we're kicking off our, our Freedom Series, and uh, we're going to talk about walking out of Egypt. And uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you probably don't, that's okay, but we'll, we'll, you'll find out next, next month. So I hope that you'll, you'll join me for this series as we talk about freedom and and uh, experiencing the freedom that only God can give us. We're going to be doing our 21 days of, of prayer and fasting, January 7th through the 27th. We're going to have a night of worship on January the 7th. We're, we're having guest meals for those that, of you that are newer to the church. We just want to be able to, to get to know you and have a free meal with us and just be able to hang out. So lots of ways to get plugged in in January. Right now, not a whole lot of ways to get plugged in. Right now, it's just be with your family and, and hang out and have Christmas. But then next month, we're excited about everything that's coming up in, the, in the, the new year in 2024, including, by the way, Renew's birthday. Did you know Renew Church is going to be five years old in January? Can you believe that? Woo. Yeah. God has, God has done amazing things in five years. Amazing things. I mean, um, if you've never been part of a church, you might not know it, and you might just be like, this is the norm, but I'll tell you, it's not the norm. To be able to, to have accomplished all that we've accomplished in the short amount of time, and it's not because of me, it's because of you, it's because of this amazing team of people and uh, our, our entire Renew crew and everybody that comes and invites and, and helps us to, to reach our city, leading people to a renewed life in Christ. So I thank God for you. We're going to celebrate that in January, January the 21st. But today is Christmas Eve, and it's the day when hopefully things have started to slow down and, and, and stores are getting ready to close. It's the, the, the time when Amazon is making its final drops as Santa is just getting started. Like, I love today, and I've been looking forward today, not just the mini donuts and the cocoa and the coffee, but, but just like thinking about what Christmas means and, and getting past the crazy of the Christmas season because it has been crazy in the church. Maybe you don't know this, but, but like literally like last week, everything, was, everything had to be perfect. Like we had, you know, you know sheeps on the stage and, and, and it just uh, all the things that we wanted to do to make the Christmas program what it was. It, it needed to be just right. But today it's different. Today it, it's, it's different. It feels different even. Like the, the, the feeling that I have, the vibe that I get. Like I, I, we're going to sing, we're going to pray, we're going to read, we're going to worship, we're going to light some candles. We're going to say happy birthday, Jesus. And, and it just feels like Christmas Eve. I hope it does for you. It does for me. It's the fourth Sunday of Advent. And, and Advent is the active anticipation. Like literally not just just kind of like sitting back anticipating but literally leaning in and anticipating just like you might when you when you were anticipating Santa to come and you were ready and you were expectant it's the active anticipation of our Messiah Jesus it's that preparation and the themes included hope and peace and joy and love we we talked about that first theme the the theme of hope 
Uh, a few weeks ago, hope calls us to remember who Christ was, who is, who he is, and who he will be. He's the wonderful counselor. He's the mighty God, everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace. And, and so we have hope in that. He, he, the second theme we, we celebrate in Advent is the theme of peace. And we're reminded of the peace that is to come because we don't have it yet. I, I, I assure you, if you watch the news, you know that. If, if you... Uh, just probably drive in traffic, you know that, like there is not peace yet, we don't have it the way we will have it, but we can have a taste of it on days like this, to remind, be reminded of the peace that Jesus will bring, the peace on earth once and for all. The third theme is the, the theme of joy, and uh, just like as we celebrate and we get excited for Christmas, the closer it gets, the greater our joy grows, we rejoice like the shepherds who returned glorifying and praising God for the things they had seen and heard which were just as they had been told. There's this unspeakable joy as we just sang about. Like you can't even explain it, but, explain it. but that's, that's what we get to experience just a taste of, but even more so as we look ahead into when Jesus returns. And then there's love. Fourth theme of Advent is the theme of love, and, and it's the ultimate display of God's love. It's what we talked about last week when God sent His one and only Son to die on a cross for our sins as the spotless Lamb of God. You know, I heard it said, and, and, and if you don't get anything else today, get this. I heard it said there are two ways that God punishes sin. There are two ways that God punishes sin. The first way is the fires of hell. It's the reality of, of people that are eternally separated from God. Then, then if that's what you uh, do and that's the life you live, then, then he punishes sin through the fires of hell. But the second way is through the cross of Christ. So in other words, if you allow the, the cross of Christ to be the punishment for your sin because you allow what Jesus to do, to do on the cross for your sin, then, then that punishment fell on Jesus and not on you. Amen? And so we get to experience that because of the love of God through His Son, Jesus. Thanks be to God for this extravagant love that He bestowed on us when He sent Jesus, born to die, to bear the sins of the world and the sins of you and me. So this year, let's be sure not to just celebrate Christmas but the Christ of Christmas. Let's, let's be sure that, that when we celebrate Christmas, that we're celebrating the Christ of Christmas. And let's end the season with no regrets. How do you do that, Trevor? How, how are we going to end the season with no regrets? Well, by, by starting today, by, by slowing down to enjoy the moments. To enjoy the moments that you get before they become a distant memory. Yes, there's nothing wrong with presents and parties and shopping food and everything that comes with that but if we forget why we do it all you'll look back at the extra expense and the extra pounds and you'll have regrets but if you enjoy the moment it will be worth it no regrets I got a question for you this morning what what is God doing in this moment that maybe you don't quite see or understand but if you'll hold on just for a little while longer maybe it will become clear. Maybe, maybe it will start to come into focus. Maybe right now in this moment, you're like, I don't get it. I don't know why I'm going through this. I don't see why I'm having to endure this pain or this hardship. But maybe if you'll just hold on just for a little while longer, 
God will begin to reveal this to you. You see, the Christmas story is the story of ordinary people. It's the story of, of, of ordinary people that God used in extraordinary ways. Joseph, he was an ordinary carpenter, and yet he was in the bloodline of the king. His wife gets pregnant, no, unbeknownst to him, no, no, not because of anything that he did, but his wife gets pregnant, and, and it says that he's ready to divorce her. Because he was a righteous man, he was going to divorce her quietly, and yet God has a plan in the midst of that. God sends an angel, and the angel reveals to him now the way in which God was going to use Joseph to usher in King Jesus. Joseph got to be the earthly father to the Son of God. Isn't that amazing? God uses ordinary people for extraordinary things. Think about this little girl named Mary. She was a teenager. And her words resonate today. I mean, she said in Luke chapter 1, I am the Lord's servant as the angel came and proclaimed to her what she was going to do and who she was to be as she brings in and, and is impregnated by the Holy Spirit. She, she says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Ordinary young girl, and yet God used in extraordinary ways. And, and where did they go in Bethlehem? In the manger. Why? Because there was no room in the inn. Yeah, there, there, that's part of it. That's what the scripture says. But, but also because Jesus isn't put, put in the very place, as I talked about last week, where the spotless lamb was wrapped in swaddling cloths in preparation for the temple sacrifice. Like literally, they take Jesus and put him in the place of where the lamb would be, in the manger. In that day, in that time, Jesus, fully God, yet was fully man. It's part of our theology. It's part of our, 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 our doctrine, who we are, what we believe. Yet Jesus, Jesus was fully God and yet was fully man, living in underwhelming childhood and adolescence. I mean, literally just ordinary kid to ordinary parents. Think about his first 30 years. Recall what you know. There's not much to know. I mean, we know about him getting lost from his parents and, and he, him being about his father's business at the temple. But other than that, those first 30 years, we don't really see a lot or read a lot about who and what Jesus did. Growing up with brothers and sisters in the typical family, working as a carpenter under his earthly father, there really wasn't much written about him until he was baptized and began his ministry. And yet, 2,000 years later, 2023 today Jesus's story is still trending all over the world two billion people on the planet celebrate the birth of this little Jewish boy God can use ordinary people to do extraordinary things Voltaire is is a, a famous French humanist in the 17, from the 1700s, and, and he declared that his writings would displace the Bible, and that within a hundred years, the Word of God would be forgotten. Unfortunately, Voltaire, you got it wrong, man. Only 25 years after his death, his home, where Voltaire lived, became the printing center of the Geneva Bible Society, and tens of thousands of Bibles were actually printed and sent out from his house. Like, Voltaire was, was thinking to himself, he knew it, he had it all figured out, that he was smarter than God. 
and that, that, that the Word of God would be displaced and replaced by His wisdom and His literature and His teaching. And yet, God in His irony makes His home the home that prints the, the Word of God and sends it to thousands of people around the world. The point that I'm making is, is let's take some time to realize what's most important. Let's take some time to realize what's going to last. Because in just a little while, no one's going to talk about who won the Dolphins-Cowboys game. Uh, nobody's going to think about their iPhone 15 that, that they really wanted today. Like, yes, I know you really want it, but it's just like that iPhone 13 that our family really wanted, but we're still paying on, and, and now we want the 15, but the, the 13's still got a few payments left, right? Like, we're not going to talk about it in a few days. We're not going to talk about it in a few months. They're not going to talk about how big your new TV is or, or these things. These things that will last, the things that will last are the memories. They will be worth it. So slow down and enjoy the moments and make good memories with those that matter most to you. Don't, don't get so wrapped up and, and caught up in the stuff that really doesn't count for much. You know, I've been teaching my team for quite a while. For almost two months now, I've been teaching this, this concept, this leadership principle called the five gears. And the five gears by, by a, a guy by the name of Jeremy Kubasek, he's a, 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 just kind of a, a leader and a, a coach. And he talks about these five gears, and the first gear is, is the gear of rest. That's where some of us need to, to find ourselves this Christmas season, today and tomorrow. We need to, to step into to first gear and just kind of rest, recharge. Stop going at the pace that you've been going for the last couple of weeks or couple of months and, and just experience rest. The second gear is the gear of presence. How many of you, sometimes you're, you're in the room, but you're not with your family, you're not with your friends, you're not, in that, you're not with your spouse, you're, 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 you're here, but you're not present because of that phone in your pocket or because of whatever else that has got you distracted. Find find yourself present with those that you love and those that you care the most about be be present with them to make those memories and those moments that will last the third gear is social social is a gear and it's a significant gear it's an important one because it's that opportunity to 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 build memories it's the opportunity to to get to know some people and care about people and and it not always just be about me it's about what other people are desiring and passionate about what they love and once we figure out those gears, then we can kind of shift. Here's the thing. Have you ever tried to, if anybody knows how to drive a five-speed, have you ever tried to take off out of fourth gear? It's hard. Fifth gear, even impossible, right? Taking out, off out of fourth gear is, is really, really hard. But that's how so often so many of us do it. We skip gears one, two, and three. We, we skip rest. We skip present. We skip social. And we just want to grind right into fourth gear. And fourth gear is work. Let's show it to them. Fourth gear is work. It's that gear that so often we're good at. In Miami, we know how to do and we're the best at. And we, we work the hardest and it's a badge of honor because we work more than our friends or our, our family and our, even our spouse or whatever. And I'm encouraging you, especially in this season, to downshift. 
to Gears 1, 2, and 3 to, to find that place because that goes with that explanation. Everybody in Miami knows about work, but let's, let's stop thinking about work for just a little bit in this season to think about rest and presence and social. And, and then once you've got rest, presence, and social, then you can work, and it, once you're really working, then you can get into the fifth gear. And for some of you, you just want to know, what is that fifth gear? It's that gear called the zone. It's that, that gear of doing things that nobody else can do and doing what you're passionate about, doing what you're gifted at, doing what God specifically intended for you to do. And, and there's times in your life when you just carve it out and you're just like, man, I am in the zone. I'm in the flow. I know that I was made for this. But again, you can't get there if you haven't done the other gears, if you haven't rested, if you haven't been present. If you haven't been social, because if you don't do those things, then, then it doesn't even matter how great of a worker you are or how amazing your zone is. It doesn't even matter if you don't know what it means to be present. If you don't know what it means to recharge. If you don't have any friends to share that zone with. Make sure today and tomorrow you do the best that you can to stay in these gears especially the low ones. They're the most important ones. And you can't get to the others without getting through these. Take time and experience the presence, and the rest, and the time with friends and family that matter most. In just a moment, we're going to transition to a candlelight service. But before we do that, I want to take you back to the very first words God ever spoke. It's in the book of Genesis chapter 1, and, and it says in Genesis 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And here are the first recorded words of God. And God said, let there be light. Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and separated the light from the darkness. I, I want to talk to you just for a moment as we get ready to, to transition into the candlelight service. I want to talk to you about let there be light. Let. It, by definition, it, it, it's permission. It's, it's when you let, you're giving permission to enter. You're letting someone into your house. You're, you're letting someone uh, take a ride with you. You're letting someone into your life. Let. It's that permission to enter and today I want to talk to you about letting there be light in your life in every area where there is darkness let there be light and invite you to stand this morning and everybody in the room is 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 going to in just a couple of minutes we're gonna we're gonna have our our candles lit and, and the light is going to come directly from this candle that's right here under this podium. And, and it's, I did it on purpose, did it, did it a little bit disorganized and a little bit chaotic on, on purpose because I think that's what sometimes darkness looks like, doesn't it? Darkness is chaos. Darkness is disorganization. Darkness is, is confusion. And so what I'm, what I'm wanting to do is, is uh, even as we prepare, I want us to start to bring the lights down in the room and create some of this darkness in the moment just to, to remind us of, of what that looks like. Not just the physical darkness, but the, the spiritual darkness that sometimes 
we allow into our life. And as we do this, I want us to, to think about how we can begin to let there be light in our lives. And instead of it being all orderly with everybody doing, you know, coming and the ushers handing it and whatever, what I'm going to do is in just a minute, I'm just going to invite as we sing you to come forward and maybe you'll come for your family or for that friend that you came with or, or maybe you'll come by yourself and there's others from your family that need to come on their own. But whatever it looks like for you, I just want you to come and, and take from this light, the light source, to receive of it and then begin to carry it back, to let that light shine in your life, in every area of your life where there's darkness and confusion and chaos, to let there be light. And more than just a physical representation, I want this to be a spiritual representation. So I, I want this to be more than heartwarming, I want it to be heart changing. I want it to be a place in a, in, in a time when you're saying, I am going to, even on Christmas Eve, I'm going to let the light of Jesus into my life. And as you carry that, not only will it begin to light your life, but it will begin to light the life's lives of those around you. And today, as we prepare for that, the first thing you've got to do is let him in. To let the light, Jesus is the light of the world, to let him in. To say, Jesus, I receive you, the ultimate forgiveness of my sins, the ultimate payment for, for what I've done so that I can be forgiven, so that I can be set free, so that I can become this new creation in Christ. No longer living in darkness and disorientation, no longer living for myself, but instead I'm today, here and now, I'm letting the light of Christ begin to shine Amen. in my heart and for all to see. So would you bow your heads and would you close your eyes with me this morning as you begin to contemplate what this looks like for you? I want you to think about darkness for a minute. I want you to think about who you are for a minute and, and where you've been. Maybe even think about the struggle, the temptation. Maybe it's the sin in your life. Maybe it's an addiction that you are battling. You, you might have battled it on the way to church today. Whatever it is, whatever that looks like for you, let there be light. Let the light of Christ begin to shine in your life. You say, Pastor, how do I do that? It's just faith. It's, it's a declaration. Jesus is Lord. It's, it's for seeking forgiveness that only God can give. I can't give it, but God can through His Son Jesus because of His death on the cross. So I, as I pray this prayer, I'm going to invite the congregation and the body of Christ to pray this prayer after me. And, and if today you're not a part of the body of Christ, I invite you to become a part and make that declaration for yourself to, to ask Jesus to pray this prayer to ask Jesus to forgive you, to come into your life, to be your Lord and to be your Savior, to let the light in that Jesus offers. So if you would, as I pray this, no one's looking around, but if you would, if I, as I pray this, would you just repeat this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross as punishment for my sin. I know that I'm a sinner, that I've made mistakes, 
forgive me of my sin and come into my life today. I declare you my Lord, my Savior. And today, I let the light of Jesus shine in my life for all to see. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we sing and before you come, if today you made that declaration, whether it was for the first time or the 51st time, would you just lift your hand right where you're at? If that was you today, if, if you made that declaration, would you just lift your hand? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. My friend Yesenia is walking the room, and, and, and she's, she's coming around the side. She just has a little Bible she wants to give to you. If you'll keep your hand up, even as she comes, she would love to just give you a New Testament Bible and, and be able to... Uh, uh, give you her contact information and if there's any way in which she can uh, help you and we can help you take some next steps in your walk with Jesus in the new year we want to do that amen let me just pray for you then we're going to sing this song and you guys come as the Lord leads you no organization no structure just as we sing silent night you come and you let this candle light up your life and those around you let me pray for you father i thank you i thank you for the love of jesus i thank you for the light of the world that was given to us through him and i pray oh god that that light would begin to shine in greater ways in us god may we not miss the moment may we not take for granted what christmas is all about may we take time to really see and hear and experience what it means to be rested and present and be connected with those that we care about the most. God bless us in this season. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You come forward and uh, let's light the candle.
story about an elephant that was tied to a small post using a tiny rope. At any point, the elephant could have broken loose and walked away, but because it had been conditioned from a young age, it never realized that it could be free. How many times do I walk around, chained to things, and yet never realize that with one single step, I could be free? Bound by my own insecurities, fears, and past failures, I stay right where I'm at. But it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So, what things are you tied down to and don't even realize it? What areas of your life do you need to find freedom? Amen, amen. And I pray, God, for those areas of our lives. King David used to say, examine my heart, Lord, and show me things that I'm not even aware of. So I'm sure that you guys know me. If you don't, I'll tell you. There's things that we just, this is continual, continual, continual. But that light of Christ, of born, that born, that was born Jesus for us, it is to make us free, even in the areas that we may not even be sure of. So I encourage you guys to come back. We do have service next Sunday, regular service hours. It's, I believe, the 31st. But in January, we're going to have the Freedom Series starting. Pastor Trevor has mentioned some of the other announcements. On January 7th, we'll have guest meal. It's a good time to meet him and some of the Renew crew. Have a nice meal. Know more about Renew Church and how you can get connected into those areas of our lives um, that need freedom through small groups, through just a relationship or friendship with some of us. Small groups, I believe, start on January 21st. We also have a night of worship on January 7th, and we will be starting our 21 days of prayer and fast. It's a beautiful time to submit to God and refrain from something that we constantly do. And when we say fast 21 days, we don't expect you to starve, but maybe social media, maybe just cursing. I don't know why I said that. But whatever, whatever it might be, maybe um, I don't curse, Pastor. It was just, you know, I was trying to give a, a comparison there on the scale. But um, those little areas, I heard that. Just there's so many areas, guys. And if you know me, you know I've been delivered from a few. So I say that with love. But I'm going to go ahead and pray us out this morning and wish everyone a Merry Christmas. God in heaven. We give you glory and honor, and we humble ourselves in your mighty presence, Lord. Thank you for the privilege of calling upon your name, Lord, and knowing that you incline your ears to hear your children, God. We love you, Lord. We thank you, God, for sending your son to be born for our sin. How beautifully Pastor gave that comparison this morning of you taking our sin to the cross, Lord, versus the other place that we can end up in, God. 
I pray for my brothers and sisters here today, Lord. Every word that was spoken here, every worship song, God. Holy Spirit, may you minister in our lives, Lord. You are the one that does that work of conviction, Lord. And I pray that in the simple form of your gospel, Lord, for my brothers and sisters here and those maybe even listening online. God, I bless them. We love you. And we go with your peace, Lord, in those slower gears that we heard about this morning. We love you, God. And it's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen and Merry Christmas, everyone.